0: I'm being joined here today by a very special guest, Amanda Hansen of simplystylish.ca. And Amanda is amazing. So I had to ask her to come on and join me today because you need to know about her work. One of the reasons, the biggest reason I wanted to invite Amanda on today was because the women that I work with spend so much of their life Wearing clothes that make them feel miserable and being so afraid to go up a size or wear something that fits properly. And it impacts so many different areas of life. And Amanda is a stylist who teaches you how to dress for the body that you're in and feel amazing doing it. And so, welcome, Amanda. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so very much for joining me.
1: I am so excited to be here.
0: So why don't you in your own words tell everybody listening a little bit about what you do, how you get into this, why you do it, you know, just what just go ahead.
1: <laughs> so I am a style coach and the reason why I, you know, for some they might call me a personal stylist, but I actually like calling myself a style coach because I do a ton of coaching mm. um with women rather than doing the work for them. I want to um how I help women in their wardrobes is actually teaching them skills so they don't need me anymore.
0: Love that.
1: Um, so, you know, there's stylists out there that you can hire that just does all the work for you, tells you what to wear, shops for you, basically, you know, you're just dressing a body. Yeah. Where I'm just I I well, I don't like people telling me what to do. Same. <laughs> oh, girl, same. I Yeah, I don't find that empowering. Yeah. But I also know that like, I still like to be taught. I like to learn. Yes. So that's my approach. I like to teach. I like to teach them skills so they are empowered to have, these, have knowledge and tools that they can now use themselves when it comes to dressing their bodies and building, you know, a purposeful and intentional wardrobe that supports their life. Yes. And, um, I'm a firm believer that all we have is the present
0: mm-hmm. and the
1: beautiful body we have right at this moment. Yes. And you might not believe that it's beautiful at this moment and that's okay. You don't need to buy into that. It's beautiful. But I'm hoping that when you yes. can buy into the belief that at least your body deserves um, to wear clothes that fit it and that actually make you feel good. And I've worked with a lot of women who struggle with body image and they have learned the power of how their clothes can actually affect their body image. It is one component that is important when you are on that journey of wanting to even maybe become more neutral about your body, or you do want to love it and have a better relationship with your body. Um, Wearing clothes that make you feel good, if you've never had that happen before, mm. is a very powerful tool. And it's, it's not anything to be pretty or to focus on beauty or um, our appearance. It's solely in how it connects you with yourself. Because yeah, um, I, I don't believe that we dress for anybody else other than ourselves. And not enough women even think to ask themselves, how do I want to feel in my clothes? Oh, love that so much. And chances are they're like, I feel crappy in my clothes and they've never, they don't believe that they can feel another way. Or they're so scared to go into a store in case they pick up a size that's a little bit bigger than they think it should be. And it, it, you know, women who live in bigger bodies, it is a struggle for them because there isn't as many options. It is disheartening to know that there's a whole industry that doesn't provide you with a whole lot of options. Yes, or exactly. you have to only shop online or there's only one or two stores that you can go to, mm-hmm. um, or you're having to pay more money for it. Like it, it, it is a head game um, mm-hmm. that makes you might wanna feel like, I should just give up. Yes. I, should just, I should just hide my body. Yeah. Um, but I worked with women of all shapes and sizes and there is always another option for you out there Um, You just need to like get some grit and some resilience and have a deep belief that you do deserve to wear clothes that make you feel good.
0: Yes. So much of um, what I hear from women and and I, you know, I lived it myself because I struggled with body image myself for a lot of years. Um, But there's always this belief that if our bodies don't look a certain way, we're supposed to hate them and we're supposed to not be comfortable in them. Because if we if we dare to accept them as they are then oh my god we won't have motivation to change so i have to go through every day hating what it looks like or else i'll never change it and so a lot of the work that i do with clients is trying to get them to understand that you don't have to love what it looks like to still love the skin you're in it it doesn't have to do anything to it doesn't have to have anything to do with looks and that's one of the reasons why i love your work so much because you know, it's kind of that that same idea. You don't have to love what it looks like to still find ways to be comfortable and love the clothes you're in.
1: Yeah, and you need to start with wearing the right size for your body.
0: Yes. Oh my. And, I and spend so much time trying to get clients to just buy a bigger size. Just buy, like. <laughs> Because that's the full extent of my style knowledge. Just buy a size that fits. That's all I know. But I spend right. so much time just buy a bigger
1: size if they're too tight. <laughs> but, that you know, it comes from a belief that a, that a number means something. Well, so yes. You... And it's
0: the same thing with a scale, right? Because we yeah. assign our worth as humans to that number.
1: Yeah. And so when it
0: starts going up, and for whatever reason, we believe that the bigger it is, the, the lower our worth goes, right? Well, not for whatever reason, I know what the reason is because that's what we've been taught, right? Yeah. But yeah, we've assigned our worth to this random number and then we go through life feeling like we never measure up if that number isn't the right thing. And it's so, like, it's gotta be about the worst waste of time that I can imagine
1: yeah, and energy. So I was telling you a past client had reached out to me recently and sent me, she was doing some shopping and I, had, I worked with her, I think almost two years ago. And so, she, you know, what we did together is still having a high impact on her life. Yeah. And so she's, she was shopping and sent me a message. She's like, Amanda, I'm so thankful for the work we've done because I went to one store, I was a size eight. I mm-hmm. went to another store, I was a size 10. And I mm-hmm. went to another store and I was a size 12. And she goes, I have learned that that number means nothing, mm-hmm. that it's all about just how it fits. The, the number is is made up because all, yeah. of the, all retailers make their sizing difference. So you first need to understand that, that the number is – up thing. And so it should have no value on your worth at all. It's just my body is this size right now and Mm -hmm. I deserve making the conscious choice. I deserve to feel good in my clothes and have them fit me properly. And that I choose to not put any meaning to the number of, you know, on that, that tag whatsoever.
0: Yeah. That's one of the things that I try to work with a lot with my clients too, is just taking the emotion out of it. Just Mm -hmm. take the emotion out of it. It's just, it's just a number. That's all it is. And when you, when you take the emotion out of it, you take its power away Mm -hmm. and you take your own power back,
1: Yeah, which is so powerful. That's empowering. Absolutely. Cause it's almost like how I describe it to my clients is you're you know, I think we all have a little bit of an inner rebel in us. I think some of us embrace our inner rebel more. Like, I love my inner rebel. I, I, It makes me feel good to know that I am a rebel. And, I, you know, even whether you want to be a rebel or not, I believe we all have a little bit inside ourselves. So I say, you know, tap into that inner rebel and be like, screw you tag. Yeah. (laughs) Screw you number. You You don't don't own me. (laughs) You don't, you don't mean a thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But it's also another way to shift it away from the number is actually think about who you are and how Mm -hmm. you actually want to express yourself. Um, like we all have different aspects of our personality that we like to tap into. It could be how we feel that day. It could be what situation we're in. Um, like I know for me, when I am feeling low energy, I have a choice. I could dress for my low energy and chances are it's going to keep my energy low there's yeah. some days that I feel that way and I choose and I make that choice and that is okay. It is okay to have days where it's just like, you want comfort. You don't want to think about what you have to wear. Yeah. Um, and you just need to honor that feeling that you're feeling that day. Cause it is okay yeah. to have low days. Like let's not put normal. Anything. It is absolutely normal. Um, but sometimes I have a low day and I'm like, I don't want to feel this way today. I have like shit I want to do and I want to go about it with joy. And so I tap into part of my personality that's bold mm-hmm. or vibrant. And so I ask myself, like, how does that feel in my body to feel bold and vibrant? And mm-hmm. I get clear with what that feeling is. And then it's like, well, what clothes do I have to help me connect with that part of myself? Because I, I believe our clothes is not it's not like this for everybody but i believe it's almost like art we Mm. have a feeling when we see an outfit or we see a color we see you know a pattern we get a visceral feeling from it and so if we if we have an aspect of ourselves that we want to feel how can our clothes support that and and help us connect with it so for me it's it's my bold colors so when i want to feel vibrant and bold then i know that i want bold and vibrant colors in my wardrobe so that I can wear it to help me connect with that part of myself. And it's, it is an empowering feeling. It's, um, I think it's stronger. than Any shame that you might feel around a number on your clothes.
0: I love that so very much. I love that so very much.
1: So how did you get into this work? Um, <laughs> that's kind of a little bit of a long story. So, my previous career was actually working with children with autism. So mm-hmm. I did that for like 15 years. Um, I like almost spent a decade in university getting degrees and certificates mm-hmm. to be um, like ahead of their educational plan.
0: Wow!
1: And I did that for many years, and I loved my work. And it was all around um, teaching, and it was around um, like understanding behavior. Mm-hmm. And, and wanting to help these children, um, uh, you know, who couldn't talk, teach them like how to talk, how, you know, teaching them skills, taking an end goal and breaking it down to small achievable parts. Yeah. So it's interesting. I did that for many years and it's really helped me in actually this line of work. Yeah. But um, I, I got burned out in my career. So I actually um, resigned and I worked part-time for my husband who owns his own business, because I wanted more freedom. Mm. Before our daughter went to school, I wanted to work part-time. I just wanted to not have somebody else's life, you know, be affected by my decisions. (laughs) I (laughs) I needed that weight taken off for a while. And so I, I did like more HR and admin things for my husband's business. Um, and that that served a purpose for a small amount of time. And I was like, no, I am not meant on this. I've been not been put on this earth to do this work. I am mm-hmm. meant to teach. I'm meant to have impact and help bring value. But I didn't know what that was. And so I spent a year engaging in my passions. Oh, I love that.
0: Not enough people do that.
1: Yeah, so I just spent time actively doing things that bring me joy and because I'm a natural teacher, I just didn't like, I love doing this. You want to know how to do it? I'm going to teach you. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was refinishing furniture. I had, um, you know, I loved refinishing furniture. I don't like building furniture. I just like making it look pretty. I had a natural love of like interior decorating. So I actually thought I was going to go down that route. Mm. And then I was, um, I had brought um, the buy nothing project into my community and the buy nothing project is like a hyper local um, gifting exchange where Mm. the whole goal is to get to know your direct neighbors and see, um, you know, and, and buy less. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, a neighbor needs a hammer. Why should they go buy one when you have one that they could borrow? I love or if that. You in your house that you don't want anymore and somebody else can find it useful, you can give it to them, mm-hmm. and it, like you just freely give it to them. Yeah, there's no money, no nothing, nothing in this project. And so I used to do Wish List Wednesdays where I would make a post in the group and be like, give your biggest wish, give your smallest wish, and, and maybe somebody will grant it. Because it doesn't have to be actual physical things. It could be acts of service as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the neighbors, she's like, I, I wish somebody would just come to my wardrobe and help me figure out what to keep, what not to keep. And I was just like, I, I was always known as that person that had good style. Yeah. Uh, Work with a bunch of women so like when i would purge my closet i would bring in like bags full of clothes and they would like fight over (laughs) it um so you know i it was just something i've always loved doing and so i was like i don't i've never done this but i'll help you i I didn't know her and then we ended up spending three hours in her wardrobe and i basically developed my very first service and she was an entrepreneur and she's like amanda i got so much value from this yeah do this for a living and at that point I was searching I was looking for the thing and I just went okay (laughs) the universe started to put things in my path to help me on this journey so in November I'll be going on year four wow don't you
0: love when everything just lines up and points you in the direction you're supposed to go
1: yeah
0: oh I love that
1: Yeah. And so, you know, my whole intention to start with was just, I want to make women's lives easier. Women who struggle in their wardrobes, who want, you know, I know how I feel good. How can I help them do that? But what ended up happening is on this journey was I found a common theme, Mm -hmm. a common theme was, you know, I look at the why, like what is preventing them from doing this? What beliefs and what behaviors is preventing them from doing this? Because I believe that we can all have it. So I want to, you know, and I'm sure you do this with your clients as well Is like, you look at the why and what is, what is preventing them from moving on? And not, it's not like this for all women, but for most women I work with, it is about their body. 100% and their body image and how they view themselves and all of these body parts that they're trying to dress to hide and so one of the things I teach them is I'm not going to make this body part go away like I don't have this magic wand that all of a sudden I'm going to make your belly disappear or your arms disappear or your thighs disappear it's interesting that you say that and I'm
0: sorry to interrupt for just a second but I was a personal trainer for eight years I did have a magic wand that could do that and what I learned, the common theme that I saw in the women that I worked with was the same body image problem, but it, it never mattered how much that part went away. It never mattered how little it got or what size it got to. We were, we were just still never happy, which made me realize it's never been about that
1: body part ever. No. It's the belief you hold about it. It's
0: the belief that you, it's the stories you're telling yourself about what it means. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I
1: just had no, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And so I actually teach them like, let's just dress your body in clothes that make you feel awesome to our best ability. And if it's going to show your arm, it's going to show your arm because I'm thinking of a client particular. She was self-conscious of her legs and the Mm -hmm. veins in her legs. And she was, and she loved wearing dresses. Yeah. Like Amanda, I want to wear dresses more, but I don't want to show my legs. Help me. And I'm like, I can't help that. Just put the dress on. (laughs) I can't. Like, I don't know what you think I can do, but I can't. I can't help you. Like, these are your options. You can either always wear a dress with tights underneath or leggings underneath. But you and I have, like, her and I have had the discussion that when she does that, she feels frumpy. Yeah. Like, so your option is continue to dress the way you are. If you want to wear dresses, you're gonna feel frumpy. Like. I think she was hoping that I had a magical solution to that. And I'm like, there, there really isn't, I'm sorry, yeah. there isn't. Or we can work on wearing the dresses, focusing on, you know, getting dresses that actually make us care more about how the dress makes us feel than yeah. rather what our legs look like. And so that was, you know, it's funny you mentioned the dress because
0: several years ago I had a client that was the exact same way with dresses, dresses in particular. And she was this is back when I was still a trainer. She was in a training session with with us, and and she said, um, you know, something like I, 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 I don't know. Somebody bought a dress, and she commented, you know, I'd love to wear dresses, but I can't. And I said, why can't you? Like we we make up so many stories in our head about what we can do or can't do with our bodies. And I said, why can't you? And she said, well, I don't know. Like this, and then she lists off all the the You know reasons she's made up in her head why she can't and then i'm like so like (laughs) you're choosing to let that stop you it's not that you can't you're making the choice and then um i was at an event with her a year or so later and she was in a dress and she looked absolutely stunning and it was an event that we, the, the clients, the other clients that were in the same group were also at, and, and everybody, we were also proud of her for being in the dress and she just looked gorgeous and she felt so amazing, which was the best part. You have to give yourself permission. <laughs> right? Yeah. Give and, yourself and, permission to feel the way you want to feel in your clothes.
1: Yeah. And sometimes like. It is helpful to hear it from somebody that is like an expert in their industry. Yeah, <clears there. throat> I'm not here. I'm like I'm not here to give you permission. I'm not here to tell you what to do or what not to do. That's not yeah. my approach because I don't believe that as a, that is empowering for you. Somebody yeah. telling you wear this, don't wear this. I feel that's limiting. I think that's yeah. again putting ourselves in a box. But it's to coach you and that's why I have like I call myself a style coach to coach you through that you can do this yes it does look amazing you're you're not you all the conditioning that's told you that you need to hide your belly it's not true like you do look amazing it is okay that you have a belly because yeah you you can give yourself permission yeah yeah to just be cool
0: with it yeah
1: and one of the biggest um struggles that I see women do when it comes to dressing themselves they end up feeling frumpy is because, an example for the belly, um, Mm -hmm. they want a dress to hide it. Yeah. Which what they end up doing is generally wearing a shirt that's too big for them Yeah. or that it's loose and draping um, and it cuts their body in half. (laughs) And then they're like, I feel frumpy and my body is gross. And it's like, well, because you're not doing your body any favors right now. When you add more fabric on top of a place on you that has more volume, you're actually doing the opposite of what you think you're doing. You're actually adding visual volume Yes, in a mirror, in a picture. It's going to look, it's going to add visual volume. And so you are going to look in the mirror and feel frumpy. You -hmm. are going to feel bad. And so what I do is I take my women who do that. And then I teach them about tucking in their louse and they struggle with it. It is, they, they struggle with it because usually where that hemline is or the rise of their pant or skirt Mm -hmm. closer to this, like a larger part of them that they've been told that is it's not good to have, which is not true. Um, And so when I show them the difference, they can see it. They're like, Mm. okay, but they're, they still, they still have those old beliefs about their belly. It's not going to magically change their beliefs. But so I just practice them seeing the difference, like in a picture, in person, in front of a mirror, what the difference can do for them. And then they can finally start buying in. Okay. No, like this actually does look better. Amanda, I do believe you. Yeah. Um, Because that's how our beliefs
0: get changed is repetition. Right. So just repeating and repeating and repeating that new
1: image. Yeah. And and it's just being playful. Yeah. It's being playful. And if, if tucking in is not for you, um, and that's okay. Like not everybody has to do it but then what i teach them is that at least the hemline of our blouse or our tops play a role in how our cuz our clothes visually can change how our shape looks yes the absolutely. lines the lines that our our clothes create all draw the eye
0: mm-hmm.
1: so if you if the line of your blouse hits you like right across the widest part of your hips then mm-hmm. it's going to emphasize your hips and if that makes you feel self-conscious then let's just change the length of the top. Yes. If you don't want to tuck it in, you can yes. take the tailor. And your body's in. never been the problem. <laughs> no, it's the clothes. It's always yes. the clothes. And I was telling you this example that I think your listeners would benefit from. And I give the example of two tables. Mm. One is a round table, one is a rectangle table. Mm-hmm. We understand that the structure of those tables are different, and the type of tablecloth we're going to put on both of those structures is different. We're not going to put a rectangle tablecloth on a round table, it's not going to look right. Yeah. And vice versa. Are we going to blame the table or are we going to (laughs) blame the tablecloth? We're going to blame the tablecloth because this is an analogy for our clothes. Our our, our bodies are our skeletal structure. We can't blame our bodies. They are, they're just doing what it needs to do. It just needs to survive. It's doing what it's supposed to be doing for you right now. So let's just make sure we, pick the right clothes that's meant to go on it so when we put it on, we can no longer blame our bodies. We understand the concept that this item of clothing was not meant for my shape or my skeletal structure. It was meant for somebody else so I can stop blaming myself and know that there is a better top or a better jean or a better, Mm -hmm. um, cardigan for me.
0: It's such a, I love that analogy with the table because, um, the difference between why we feel that way with a table, right? We're not going to blame the table for being the wrong shape or size or whatever. And the reason that we feel differently and blame our bodies is emotion. Mm -hmm. We don't have emotion attached to the table, Mm -hmm. but we, we attach all of this emotion to our bodies and our size. But if we look at it in the same way, if we take the emotion out of the equation, if we take all the beliefs out of the equation and just look at our bodies like a table, I mean, Mm -hmm. So that's probably not a good example. No, but, but I, just I, I, I take the emotion out of it. It's it's just it's just a body. It's the vehicle I yeah. I'm in. It's my meat suit. It's just so what what tablecloth looks best on me? Yeah. The, <laughs> probably more tablecloths, but I'm not the fashion expert. No, that's it's just an analogy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't take it that far. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's don't such a great one a
0: because that's exactly right. There's we don't have an emotion on the table. But just like with people tables come in all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and the shape or size of a table doesn't determine its beauty. Nope. There's so much else that determines, you know, what a table's worth or, or, its beauty <laughs> or any of those things. I'm really taking the table people? analogy kind
1: of far. Well, but like to, to like, maybe we don't want to go there, but I'm thinking like, what does the table do? It provides yeah. a center for people to sit around and communicate. Like to me, yeah. it's like, It's, it's one of the analogies I give when women like struggle getting in the picture. Yeah. Um, it's instead of focusing on what you look like in the picture, remember who you were with. Mm. How did you feel when you were with these people in this picture? How did you feel in that moment? Were you joyful? Was this a good memory? You know, instead of focusing on, what your body looks like in the picture focus on you know what is it you know what does that picture actually doing right now it's reminding you of a joyful event around the people you know the people around you you know our bodies are like i said they're meant to survive but they're they're meant to dance with a loved one yeah they serve a purpose they are meant to hike you know a mountain if you want to they are there to you know, splash in the ocean and feel the water around you. Our bodies are are meant for so much more than what they physically appear.
0: Yeah, just like a table, they have a purpose. That's it. Yeah. We have a purpose, and it has absolutely nothing to do with what our bodies what look, look like, like or what we yep. look like. And the other thing with the picture analogy too, or, the, or that's not an analogy, I guess, but the picture thing that you were talking about. Um, you know, I always say to my clients, like, you know, the people in the picture with you. How do they see you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so sad when moms won't get in pictures with their kids. That's so sad to me because your kids don't care what size you are. When they're 50 or 60 or 70 and you're gone, they're going to want pictures with their mom. They don't see what size, they don't care what size, but you're going to take that from them just because you're self conscious about what you think you look like in the picture. The other thing that I noticed over the years was that this illusion that we have over our bodies, and even what they look like, is so attached to not even necessarily what our bodies look like, but it's completely attached to how we feel about ourselves. Because so often, and and this was my case too, you know, I got down to 105 pounds, but I still would wake up every day having fat days hating myself. Because it was never about the size. Mm -hmm. It's always about the way that we feel about ourselves. And so we see ourselves in pictures, from that lens, yeah, right? We see ourselves in the picture from the lens of how do I feel about who I am as a person?
1: Yeah. And so, so that, that is what you have to change first. And it's yes. why I spend a lot of time on the internal work, mm-hmm. uh, because I do teach that it doesn't matter sometimes what outfit I put you in. If you yes. don't actually start to learn how to accept yourself first, yes. you're never going to be happy. I, I, am because I talk about this, I tend to attract the women who are like, you know what, Amanda, I don't love myself right now, but I'm ready to at least start accepting it and treating it with kindness and love and putting it in clothes that make me feel good. And so those are the women that I can have impact with. I have worked with a few women who want to continue to blame their body, who aren't ready to start to shift. And I can't, I can't have an impact on these women because it well, does not matter what I suggest to them. Nothing is going to be good enough because they they're not ready. but the reality
0: is nobody can have an impact on somebody like that. so many years ago, I was diagnosed with bulimia i don't I, I'm, anybody that's listening probably knows that. I don't know if you knew that or not, but uh, two thousand and eight, I believe I was diagnosed with bulimia, so you know I'm in therapy for this eating disorder now and and I remember the therapist telling me. I was training for a figure competition at the time, and I remember him telling me, You know, if you want to fix this bulimia problem, you have to stop this dieting. And I said, No, 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 you don't understand. (laughs) I'm not here. I'm here to have, so you'll help me get skinny. Like, you don't feel like that's not going to happen. And it was simply that I wasn't ready for what he was trying to tell me. And the other thing about that is like, that's okay too, because I think that we all get ready for these kinds of like in our own mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. Stages of readiness happen when yep. we're ready for it, right? So if you're not ready, that's okay too. But even just sometimes planting seeds, like that mm-hmm. seed that he planted that day stayed with me and it eventually helped me start doing this work. Yep. So even if you're not necessarily ready or having an impact, just even beginning to plant seeds makes a huge difference. Yeah. Over time, perhaps, if not necessarily
1: right away. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so good. I feel like there was so much I wanted to ask you, and I don't even know that I necessarily asked you a whole lot, maybe (laughs) just do you have a a quick tip somebody could take away, um, you know, from this episode that would, help them look at their body differently or look at clothes differently or, or just something, anything you want anything you want to want to leave off with?
1: I don't know. I thought I covered quite a bit. I know. Like, <laughs> you know, changing, you know, from how you look to actually how you want to feel in your clothes. Mm. Um, Recognizing that the number is actually, you know, on their clothes means nothing because every retailer and fashion designer makes their sizes different. So Mm -hmm. it won't, it literally doesn't mean anything. Um, I think understanding the concept that, your body is not the problem; it's the clothes. So if something doesn't fit, it it's not because your body is weird or shaped different. It's just mm-hmm. that piece of item was not made for you. It was made for somebody else, and there is something better for you out there. And I mean that that's what I I get into. Like that's not an easy tip. Like yeah. <laughs> understanding understanding your body shape, yeah. which has nothing to do with size. Like we have to little you know. I do a deep dive with my clients on that. I help mm-hmm. them identify their shape, and we go through. What tops are best for you, what bottoms, what dresses, what skirts, what layering pieces? And again, it's not to like provide a checklist of do's and don'ts. It's just mm-hmm. understanding certain concepts. Um, and I think I think I'd, you know another tip that I gave was just understanding you know the lines that our clothes put on our body, like hemlines, necklines. Mm-hmm. rise of your pants, they all play a role in visually what your body looks like. So often when I have my clients, um, send me information so I can help identify the body shape, I get them to take measurements and I also get them to take body pictures. But I say Mm -hmm. like either do it in your underwear or do it in like tight fitting clothing because our clothes actually change the way our shape looks. Yeah. And so I can't help them identify it when they're wearing clothes because I recognize that the lines of their clothes will affect how I identify their body shape. So like, just mm-hmm. understanding that concept, um, it is helpful and, and where the lines on our body hits will mm-hmm. all play an impact on how we visually look. So understand it's the clothes again, it's the clothes. Yes. It's not our bodies that are the problem.
0: Oh, love that so much. I think that's a wonderful place to finish off. Uh, tell, um, Tell everybody where they, how they can find you. If they want to find out more about your work or even maybe connect with you about, about yeah. doing a dive into their own clothes.
1: So I'm usually like the most active on Instagram. So I'm at simplystylish.ca. Um Or a boss on Instagram. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, Oh, how does she have the time and energy for that? I just, <laughs> the energy even. <laughs> so, um, I'm very active on Instagram. And so if you find me on Instagram and you go to my bio and you click on the link, I have like tons of like, I have free resources. I have my website. I have how to contact me, um, on there. I also have a podcast, uh, myself called the women disrupted podcast. And my whole intention was that I actually don't talk about style or wardrobes on that podcast. It's all about, um, disrupting the status quo and, um, kind of just questioning some beliefs that you have held on to that might not serve you as much as you mm. think it might. And just to kind of, um, I just, I'm a challenger. I like to challenge people's beliefs. I like to challenge the status quo. So um, I, uh, that is the purpose of that podcast. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Simply Stylish Inc. I have a website, simplystylish.ca. So I have lots of places how uh, your listeners can find me.
0: I love it. I love it. Thank you so, so very much for joining me today. Everybody, you have got to go follow this lady because she is absolutely amazing. She is bringing it every day on Instagram and bringing magic to the world with her clients.
1: Right back at you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. It's been thank a you.
1: pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.